0: And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast! And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host... Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Twins Nation Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hoffman. You can start by following us at Twins Nation Pod on Twitter or X. And you can follow me at MD Hoffman61 also on X. And just recently I started a Facebook group page, so if you want to take a look for that at Twins Nation Podcast and go ahead and hit the like button and join our group. So um, a lot has happened since the last time we've talked and I kind of apologize for that. My job has kind of been keeping me pretty busy for those, for you listeners who don't know what I do for a living. Um, I work for FedEx so that kind of keeps me pretty busy especially this time of the year um, with the holidays coming up. So with that being said, we got ourselves a new World Series champion team, and with the uh, Texas Rangers as they uh, beat the Arizona Diamondbacks four games to one. Um, didn't get to really catch a lot of the World Series like I normally do. Um, it it was kind of a hard one to watch when I did because it was it was pretty much. Uh, you know, the Rangers were just, they were good. They were, they were pretty much a a whole complete team through this series. And, you know, the Diamondbacks just didn't have enough, I believe, in my opinion, to, you know, keep up with them. And, and I think a lot of people knew that kind of going in, that this was going to be, you know, maybe a, four, five, six games at the most series, a lot of the experts, you know, including myself, um, I shouldn't say I'm not an expert, but, you know, there was a lot of people that had the opinion that the Diamondbacks were just not gonna, just not gonna make it to seven games. They just weren't that team yet. Um, but Hey, you know, they had a phenomenal season. Um, and I'm sure you were probably sick and tired of me bragging about this, how I thought that this was gonna be a team to look out for. And not only were they that, but they totally exceeded expectations. So, um, once again, I, you know, it's it is what it is. And I thought, you know, the Rangers were uh, also you know, they had a good season. They made a lot of great free agent moves at the beginning of the year. you know they had they had some injuries that kind of set them back a little bit, but you can definitely, you know, the money that they spent on their team this season was uh, definitely showed. So but moving on, we got a little bit of twins transaction news. Um, the twins outrighted Jose D. Leon, Andrew Stevenson and Jordan Luplo to the minors. Um, Luplo actually elected to go to free agency, which not surprising. He might be able to, he'll probably get picked up by somebody. Um, Oliver Otegra was also waived, but, uh, he was actually picked up by the Astros. Um, so he could possibly be some bullpen depth um, coming up next season for the Astros. Um, the following twins uh, elected for free agency here just recently. Um, and I'm sure most of these names, you know, you guys have all been hearing about on, you know, what's going to happen with them this coming off season, But... Dallas Keichel, Sonny Gray, Emilio Pagan, Tyler Malley, Kenton Maeda, Joey Gallo, Donovan Solano, and Michael A. Taylor. Um, Sonny Gray is expected to get a qualifying offer, but I think, like most people, um I don't I think he's gonna decline it. So and what what the qualifying offer is, is basically kind of like a free agent tag in football. Um, it's just a one year deal, and in major league, they take the top so many highest paid players and they average it out. i and so right now the qualifying offer would be twenty point three million. Now most of you would say, why not? one year, twenty point three million? I mean, heck, that's more than some these guys get in a contract. but, Sonny is definitely a guy who can, you know, get a two, three-year three offer and probably make more than that. Um I'd say he could make anywhere from 40 to 65 million dollars, depending on the amount of years a team is willing to offer him. Um so I I really don't I mean the twins can offer it to him, but I really don't think he's gonna take it. I'd be very shocked like many others, if he does accept this, um, another guy who could get an offer, but I really highly doubt it is Kenta Maeda. Um, I'm not sure I'm, you know, I'm sure he's kind of more of a second tier to a third tier, uh, pitcher for the free agent list. Um, and, as far as the rest of the guys on this you know list um I you know I don't expect to see Keiko back, obviously, we're not bringing Joey Gallo back um Michael a Taylor is kind of an interesting situation. I think the twins would really love to bring him back as much as I would, and I'm sure you guys would too, but the problem is is I think he definitely played beyond what he was worth. So I know that going into this uh off season, he's he's gonna make a he's gonna be probably wanting more money than what he normally would be making compared to his last contract. Um which he deserves. I think he you know, his his batting average was not you know, his batting average wasn't the best. I mean he hit around the two twenties and, you know, his on base percentage was not that great either, but it was the 20 home runs and his defense and, you know, 20 home runs. That's by far the most he's had in his career because he's always been known as a great defensive player, a little bit of pop, you know, but, um, like I said, I know we won't probably bring Dallas Keiko back. We won't probably bring back Joey Gallo, um, Donovan Solano might be a guy to think about to somebody we can bring back on a one-year deal. Um, I, you know, I think he did okay, um, with the Kirloff situation, you know, that's going to be one of the positions I think that the twins are going to have to do some looking into, you know, to see what we have there, um, coming up into the off season. Um, Emilio Pagan. He had a decent season. Um I know there's a lot of us that have you know kind of been hard on him. You're speaking of yours truly. I've been very, you know, very hard on him, you know, because you know, we just know what Emilio was like, you know, the the previous two seasons, you know, and we just got tired of hearing the excuses of, you know, them saying, you know, he's just he's got he's got the stuff, he's got everything, but in ball games, it just seemed like he choked it away. And he actually didn't do that very much this season, which, hey, we'll take it, you know. So, depending on what he would want, you know, as far as a contract, you know, that could be another guy that the Twins bring back. Um, <clears throat> Tyler Malley, I, I don't really see the Twins you know, bringing him back unless they can get him on a very, very cheap deal. But then again, do we want to, you know, take a flyer on a guy that who honestly has costed us a lot of money who and also didn't give us a lot of production? So, but no, I'd say the ones to really look at this offseason are, you know, the possibility of Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Solano, and Michael A. Taylor. And maybe, maybe Emilio Pagan, but you know, well, I guess we'll see and find out on that, also going on with the twins, uh kind of some surprising but maybe not surprising news that the twins picked up the options on Jorge Polanco and Max kepler um I'm kind of curious to what your guys' thoughts are on that. Um, I got some kind of my own opinions on this. Uh, I'm kind of surprised on the Polanco one, not necessarily surprised on Max Kepler. I think Kepler, after a very horrendous start to the season, he kind of came around, um, started being pretty productive for the Twins and kind of got them to where they were, you know, finishing in the season. Um, Polanco, you know, when he was healthy, he was fine. Um, but that's been, well, like I said, his big problem the last few seasons is he's just, he's had a hard time staying healthy. And, you know, so both these options are around $10 million. And I think the twins picked up both these options for a reason. Um, not necessarily just to bring them back. I'm kind of wondering if the twins have something cooking up their sleeve here of possibly trading maybe one, maybe the other, or maybe both. Um, I think the season that Kepler had and and the fact that he's um, on a very cheap You know, with them picking up his option and only being 10 million, I mean, that's that's definitely could be some good trade bait. Um, Polanco, you know, like I said, it just, I think his health is kind of going to be a little bit of a setback on what we could get for him in a trade. Um, would I like to see the Twins trade these guys? You know, They've been with us for so long and it's, and it's hard. It's hard to trade away guys who have been with a team for so many years, you know, just like it was, it was hard to trade Luis Arise, but that was a trade that worked out not only for us getting Pablo Lopez, but it also worked out for the Marlins who needed that spark to their hitting and, Luis was definitely that man. Um, Yeah, I I wish we could keep these guys, but I just don't think they're part of the future. I mean, I definitely don't think Polanco is part of the future, as we got too many guys kind of coming up through the system, you know, like Ed Julian, who's already been playing. But, you know, you got you got Brooks Lee, you know, who's also coming up. And there's a couple other guys, can't remember names right offhand, but I know they talk about them, you know, in the A division. And, you know, it's just, if you hang on to Polanco for too long, it's, you know, it's going to cause a pretty big log jam with some of these guys coming up from the minors. Um, and I'm in, I'm a Polanco fan just as much as anybody else. Uh, but I just, me with my, you know, general manager type hat on, I just, you know, doing what's best for the team. I just can't really see the Twins moving on in the future with Polanco. I can make an argument for Kepler, but right now Kepler Kepler's value is up from probably the last couple years, years. Um, so, and we've seen the Twins do this before with guys, you know, whether it was, you know, you can think of some, you know, all the players who, you know, the Twins traded away and went on to have, you know, awesome careers, you know. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, what they do. So, because, you know, being a smaller market team, and, and, it, and it drives me nuts, you know. I remember... You know, kind of in recent years, I don't know if you, any of you Twins fans remember, Eduardo Nunez. Um, he was, you know, one of them guys, he would could play every position in the infield, he could play a little bit of outfield. Um, I was really torqued off when they traded him to, if I remember right, he got traded to the Giants, and but I understood why they did it because he had such an awesome season and his value was never going to be any more than, um, than what they got, you know, what was going on right now. So, you know, and actually it ended up being the right choice because after he was traded away, you know, he was mediocre with the giants and then his career kind of fell off from there. So, um, no, like I said, I guess we'll see what happens, but I kind of think that the Twins are definitely going to, they're going to definitely move on from them guys, I think they're going to try and work a trade with them, Um, but like I said, I'd like to know what you guys think on what's going to happen with them. So, um, some Twins team news, Uh, and I'm sure a lot of this stuff is old news by now, but and I'm a little behind, but that's all right. For those of you that don't know, well, you can listen up. Uh, GMs Falvey and Levine were uh, considered for the job, GM job in uh, Boston, with the Boston Red Sox. Um, Falvey declined to interview, which, you know, obviously really tells you that he wants to stay in Minnesota. Um, Levine did interview but didn't get the job, so... I'm kind of glad these guys are going to still be together. Um I think they have so far made things pretty interesting for the Minnesota Twins. They've you know, they've built a pretty decent uh club since they've been here. Um yeah, and there's been a few hiccups. Um but I think these guys are a good are a good duel for this GM job. So, um I'm looking forward to keeping them around and seeing what else they could do. A um, couple of former twins players retired. Uh, Trevor May announced his retirement after he played with the Oakland A's this year. Um, yeah, he had a a rough he's had a rough season with uh, in fact, the Oakland A's, just had a rough season in general, but No, uh, hopefully him and, um, and also I'm sure you guys all know that Nelson Cruz has decided to, uh, call it quits after, oh gosh, I want to say what, 23, 24 years in the majors, something like that. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to believe he's been around as long as he is and has been as productive as he is, um, yeah, things just didn't quite work out with him in San Diego. And, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be a all-time Twins favorite and will be pretty much missed. So I wish both them guys, you know, I'll wish them well on their retirement. Um, sounds like we're going to have ourselves a new... TV play by play guy as Dick Bramer's stepping down after 40 years. And I, yeah, 40 years as a play by play guy. That's, and he's going to be taking an office role. Um, A lot of good memories, you know, probably like many of you. um, You know, I'm 40 years old. Dick Bramer has been doing this for 40 years. Dick's been the only guy I've ever known to do this job. So it's going to be really, really different. And just, you know, hearing another voice on TV, you know, and it not being Dick. Um, I'm not sure who's taking over that spot. I know there's been a, you know, there's been a couple guys that have mentioned, one of them being the radio play-by-play guy, Corey Provis, who I think would be, in my opinion, a very, very good uh, man for the job, but we'll kind of see how that'll all play out. Um, I'm sure the Twins will, you know, make a, I'm sure they'll make a good decision on that, although I am a little disappointed that dick was actually kind of forced out um i know that you know at first i kind of found that hard to believe but it was you know found out to be true and i'm not sure what the deal is but i feel like you know the twins are trying to make up for it by giving him an office role um you know just kind of keep him part of the organization which you know they should i mean he's just as much part of Twins history as anybody who's played for many years with the Twins or been associated with this team. So hopefully, you know, hopefully Dick enjoys his new position and whoever comes in for him, you know, hopefully everything goes well for him. So moving on, um, we're going to go over my predictions overview. So, I'm um, not sure how many of you guys listened earlier this season. Um during spring training. I we had a prediction show. Um so we're gonna kind of take a look back and see how I did here. And I can tell you already, I'm <laughs> I was pretty far off on some of this. And some of it I wasn't too bad. I was actually closer than I thought I would. So let's kinda take a look at the uh NL East first. So So an overview, uh, the Atlanta Braves won the division with Philadelphia finishing second, Miami got third, uh, Mets finished fourth, and obviously the Nationals finished last. My predictions at the beginning of the season was for the Mets to win the division, and oh, boy was I wrong on that one. Um... Yeah, the Mets were just a, well, what do you want to call it, a very expensive dumpster fire. Um, anything anything you could think of could go wrong with the team. It went wrong. Um, you know, other than that, I think, you know, with them finishing first, I had Atlanta finishing second, Philadelphia finishing third, Miami finishing fourth, and then, of course, I had Washington last. So, other than the Mets sliding down to fourth place overall. Um I thought I did all right with this group. Um I kind of figured it was going to be a close race between New York and Atlanta, but you know, like I said with the uh, with the Mets not performing definitely to what they were predicted to do, I kind of kind of fell short on that one. Um NL Central. Um here's another one that was yeah, you know, it it was it was <laughs> it was a little brutal. Um I had St. Louis winning the division, Milwaukee second, I had Chicago third, Pittsburgh fourth, and Cincinnati last. Um I'll tell you what, I was this was a very, very surprising division, I think, in my own opinion. Um with, you know, Milwaukee ended up winning. Chicago finished second. Um Cincinnati was kind of a surprise for me. Um Cincinnati was a team I really liked. I kind of mentioned that they could be a really good young up and coming team that could, you know, definitely shine in the, you know, in the near future, you know. And they ended up finishing third. Um Pittsburgh finished fourth, you know, another team that I thought is going to be a really tough young team um, in the future. Um, They got a lot of talent also. Uh, They started out hot, but they kind of fizzled out. And then probably one of the bigger shocks in baseball this season, finishing last, was the St. Louis Cardinals, who I definitely did not see that one coming. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) I probably only got... I got a few of them in the right order. I think the only one I got actually in the right spot was probably Pittsburgh, but you know, Milwaukee and I had Milwaukee finishing ahead of Chicago and you know, so it's just St. Louis and St. Louis kind of went rocketing to the basement and Cincinnati finished a couple spots higher. than I thought they would, but other than that, I mean, it was, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy division. Um, Moving on to the NL West. Now here's where it gets a little interesting. Um, (laughs) Once again, I went with the San Diego Padres to win the division. I had Los Angeles finishing second, Arizona finishing third, San Francisco coming in fourth, and, of course, the Rockies in last. But it definitely finished as... The Dodgers winning this uh, division, Arizona finishing second, which, again, another really great team that, you know, performed ahead of schedule, in my opinion. I definitely did not expect this out of them until next year. Um, hopefully they can continue on this path that of being a very, you know, a very good competitive team that can give the Dodgers a run. Um San Diego finished third. So they kind of they definitely did not, much like the Mets and the Cardinals, definitely did not uh play up to their potential this year. Um Dodger or I'm sorry, the Giants finished fourth, and then obviously the Rockies finished fifth. Um moving to the AL West. Um I had Houston been, fin- uh winning the division. I had Seattle finishing second, Texas finishing third, Angels fourth, and, of course, no introduction for last, the Oakland A's, um, or soon to be the LA or Las Vegas A's. Um, the division pretty much finished uh, with uh, Houston, uh, getting Houston basically, Houston and Texas both finished the same record, but... Um, Houston got the nod for the uh, division um, with Texas finishing second, Seattle finishing third, uh, L.A. finishing fourth, and obviously Oakland finishing last. So other than switching Seattle and Texas around, I think I got this division pretty close. Um, You know, I mean, it... You know, I figured Houston would win it. Um, Texas and Seattle, it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a toss-up on how I wanted to go that route. You know, the Angels, I knew the Angels were going to be, you know, like they do every year, you know, they're just, they're, you know, people are going to hype them just because of Otani and Trout and, you know, and then something's going to happen and then they're just going to fall apart, you know, and. Oakland, I got a good story with Oakland here. So the Oakland's over and under at the beginning of the season was fifty-four and a half wins. And I decided I'm I'm gonna hammer the under. And I told people that and they, and I wish I would have thrown some money on that because people thought I was nuts. There's like there's no way a team can lose that many games. I said, I don't know. I said this team looks very awful on paper, and it doesn't get any better as you look at the uh, minor leagues rosters. And I said, I'm kicking myself for not throwing a lot of money on this because they only had 50 wins this year. So I definitely should have should have threw some money on the A's. So uh, moving to the AL West, I had Toronto winning the division uh the Yankees finishing second, uh the Rays finishing third, Baltimore finishing fourth, and the Red Sox in fifth. Um tell you what, Baltimore put up a Baltimore end up winning division, which they put up uh they put up a massively good season. Um definitely another team of young guys that I hope if they can keep this core together and kinda you know, make a splash in this division because they definitely have the talent to do it. Um, finishing second was the Tampa Bay Rays, which shouldn't shock anybody. The Rays are a team that it always looks like they always have good pitching and then, you know, their, their lineup, their order is just, it just looks mediocre on paper. Um, but somehow they just, they know how to be, they know how to win. Um, Toronto ended up finishing third, which, yeah, they definitely had a rough year um, as far as what I expected out of them. They definitely weren't the hitting team that I thought they would be. They weren't the, you know, they didn't hit a lot of home runs this year like they have in recent years. Um, Yankees, uh, I don't know what to say about the Yankees. They were just, other than they're, in my opinion, overhyped. (laughs) and I'm sure most of you Twins fans can definitely agree with that. Um, I'm okay with them finishing fourth place as, you know what, they don't need to win it every year. They don't need to be in the playoffs every year. They got, you know, they got enough to be proud of. Um, And then obviously the Red Sox finished last, which makes sense. You know, Red Sox just tried to put a bunch of old band-aids together to make a team and, you know, this is what you got out of them. And I'm not a bit surprised that they finished last. So, but this was, that was a pretty competitive division. Cause I know at one point we were talking in the middle of the season, or I should say, you know, probably the middle towards, you know, about a third of the season. um, We were talking about how, you know, the Red Sox who were last had a better record than the twins and, you know, who were leading the division and um, yeah, it's just it was it was it was a very good tough division. So you know, in Boston, only finished what maybe four games under five hundred, two two games under five, two or four games under five hundred. So I mean, you know, to finish last you know, and only that being that far under five hundred, that's a that's a pretty tough uh, division. Um, finally, the Central. <laughs> And I'm going to eat a little bit of crow for this one. Um, I actually had picked the Cleveland Guardians to win the division back in March. Um, I had the Twins finishing second, the White Sox finishing third, Kansas City finishing fourth, and Detroit finishing fifth. But as you all know, Twins won the division, so I'm all right with that. I figured the Twins we're going to be a competitive team. Um, I just didn't expect Cleveland to be as bad as they were. I figured they were going to be a little better than this. Um, but Detroit finished second, which <laughs> that just tells you how bad Cleveland is if Detroit finished second. And um, the White Sox finished fourth and the Royals ended up finishing last. So, um yeah, so there you go. Kind of a reflect and look on my predictions to how they finished. Um, I'd probably say in a nutshell, I probably didn't do very good this year. So, but it'll be kind of interesting uh, coming up in spring training and in March. I'll probably do another prediction show. Um, just kind of give everybody a you know an outlook like I did before on where I think everybody's gonna finish. So, um. So coming up next week, um we are going to go over some free agent stuff. Um I got some kind of some questions on the Twins, you know, for the next episode. Um what will the Twins do to replace Sunny Gray? And yeah, I said replace because I just on a scale of 1 to 100, I think the chances of Sonny Gray coming back are right now, in my opinion, are probably around that 35 to 40% range. Um, so the Twins need to kind of start looking possibly for another pitcher who not necessarily, I want to say, take his place because – Sonny Gray put up a really good season, and there's nobody that's going to replace him for that. But if they can get somebody who can, you know, be a liable replacement. um, And I'm going to have some names of some guys that I think could possibly, you know, help the starting rotation that are definitely not going to be sunny gray type guys, but there are definitely some guys that can definitely help us. Um, also kind of go over, you know, what's the twins plan? F- uh, what's the twins plans for, uh, center field, um, with Buxton having his surgery this off season, I, you know, and then, uh, Michael A. Taylor, you know, you know, being elected to a free agency and not sure if the Twins are going to be able to bring him back. Um, as some of you probably have heard already, and if not, this will be news to you. But uh, the Twins did plan on, and they mentioned this, they had planned that they're not going to spend nearly as much this year as they did last year. Last year, the Twins' payroll was around the one fifty five, one sixty range. And I'm pretty sure they're coming down. They're actually, I want to say they're gonna come down about it l- I think at least twenty million. So twenty million is a big chunk. So um and that could change. But it also depends on if they make any trades, you know, as far as Polanco and Kepler, because right there, that's twenty million right there. Um yeah, so the twins aren't gonna spend a lot of money, which kind of disappoints me because they've had a big seat you know the season that they had that you know they can build off of you know they can build off of that going into next year and you know and try and make this club a little better um yeah I you know but you know then again this is the twins they've always been known to be kind of cheap you know or like they always say, you know, the Polad pocket protectors. So um, then finally, you know, how are the twins going to approach the first base situation? Uh, You got Kirloff who had surgery. Um, They're not sure what they got with Jose Miranda. And that's why I kind of suggested that it wouldn't be a far-fetched idea to bring back Donovan Solano. But we'll see what happens. But anyways, next week I'm going to have, or I should say the next time. I'm not going to say next week because every time I, if I do say that, you guys are going to expect something next week and I might not have it by next week. But I'm going to try and get one out as quick as I can. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of have a, go through the positions that we need and obviously being starting pitching, first base, center field. And I'm going to kind of have some options that the Twins can kind of take a look at. And I kind of had a little list started, but being that they're not going to spend as much money, I'm going to have to kind of take a couple names out and kind of enter some different names. Um, So, yeah, and maybe some other positions, like I know relief pitching. Twins can always use relief pitching. But other than that, I think we're pretty much possibly set Everywhere else. Um, so yeah, with that, I guess we're gonna shut it down here for tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you guys can follow the podcast at Twins Nation Pod on X, and you can follow me at M D Hoffman, also on X, and hop on Facebook. Uh, find our page at Twins Nation Pod podcast. Sorry. And go ahead and give it a like. So um, just kind of feeling that Facebook thing out. See if it's something people still kind of get on and like to look for, you know, their favorite podcasts, you know, posting stuff on there. Um, So with that, I hope everybody has a good weekend and we'll see you next time.